the fun. So we'll, we'll be, you know, once we take care of Jack Armstrong, maybe we'll collect a dollar per family member. I don't know yet. Yeah. Gary, this is our this is our running stick. Okay. Well, when you do and and everything else, yes. um, you have room here in Wisconsin to stay. Hey. Oh, good oh, deal. Wow. Good deal. Um, do you serve breakfast? Uh, I will. <laughs> wow. Well, now, I mean, now Patricia's just... definitely a breakfast person. So, what 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 would you have available on hand to feed her? Oh, we do it up uh, French toast and pancakes, bacon and eggs. Whoa. Slab of Whoa. Um, Alright. How soon can we be there? Uh, well, let's see. We, yeah, I'm trying to think, you know. We do have plastic, Patricia. You have plastic? Yeah, problem is, they, they want us to pay those things back, don't they? Oh, that kind of plastic. Yeah. What are you wrapping up in plastic? <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, you have to pay at the end. Oh, dear. That Somewhere along the line, you have to you have to have a reckoning. So right now, Gary, this is this is our magical stuff that we talk about on Saturday nights. Honest to goodness, we we do not have our suitcases. We don't have the budget there. yet. We don't. We're waiting. We're waiting for the budget. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Ron from Hawaii will send us out the money first to go visit him in the world. I don't know. We'll we'll figure this oh, out. See, we don't we don't need money. He can just send tape. Honest, yeah. please. Yeah. You know what? I I get a wreck. I I keep thinking about Soupy Sales who did this kind of stuff uh -huh. and kids started sending money. Please don't send money. We're only kidding. I mean, you know, it's fun to talk about. Maybe one day we'll be able to do it. But honest, when Walden asks for money, we really don't want you to send Get money. Just send two zeros instead. I'm out. Two five two seven. <laughs> Did you the ball? I don't know. Nine two six two six. Oh my you gosh. Thousand dollar check. Oh, that's no. that too. Uh, just rip it up there. Okay, rip up, the, yeah, rip up the money. Yeah, I agree. Oh, oh, you could send it to Bill and help run the station. That's true. All right, Gary, what was your most memorable New Year's Eve for any reason? Oh, I guess it would have to go all the way back to probably about 80, uh, 82 or 83. I was uh, I was living with a cousin of mine, and it was the first and only time that I got plastered. That was the worst. You had a headache the next day, huh? Well, actually, I didn't have the headache, but uh, everybody else did. <laughs> but I I I, I said I would never, ever do that ever again. And, and there are people who do that. They just do it once and that's it. Yeah, and, and I don't even know why I did it. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why I did it. I don't, and I just had drank before, mm -hmm. and I haven't drank before. Alright, so it did have a good effect on you. Other than that, I've, I've had, uh, when I was DJing, I, I did, uh, there was three years there that I was DJing, that I uh, I had several <laughs> good times there. And then, 
What kind of disc jockey were you? Were you like a live, uh, like, like a live party kind of thing on a radio station? What kind of... Uh, so I was just uh, doing discs. Uh, uh, I bring my equipment into a hall or someplace and, and just play dance music and stuff. That would be fun. So, yeah, doing that stuff. And then, mm -hmm. uh, and then when I was driving cab there for a while, um, I loved it whenever I, I went to uh, and did, uh, the New Year's Eve. Uh, um, of the uh, eight drivers that we would have on that night, I was I was the one who would always come in with most money. And I just loved it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I would love it too. I mean, it, because my attitude towards towards everybody was, you know, I was trying to be helpful to them and everything else, and it paid off. It always does. It, it so, did always you get to keep it, or did you have to share with the other eight, the other seven drivers? Oh, I would share with them if I had to. Uh huh. Uh huh. That was my money. Actually, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. on. I'm on your side. You know this this sharing stuff. Gee whiz, you well, earned it. Well, that's what it always gets me about some restaurants. You know, they force the waitresses to share their money. I know. I was just going to say that, and you get somebody who's just so great at the table, and the next table has somebody who's barely serving and is put out if you have a question or a request, and the person who gets the really good tip has to share it with the person who's not hustling, and I don't think that's fair. Right. It's just, it's, I, I, I never liked working at a restaurant like that. No. I seem to remember talking to a taxi cab driver in uh, Las Vegas. And I think one night, Patricia, he got a tip, uh, I think, with $10,000. <laughs> That's retirement stuff. I know. I, like. I think with $10,000 he got a tip for. Who was for. driving? Al Capone? <laughs> I don't know. It must have been some Zotty Prince or something, but they taking him around town. And I think it was, the, if I remember, it was something, it was some gigantic four or five figure tip. Oh, my goodness. You know, one of the hazards of not understanding another country's currency is that you do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a, a thousand pennies in another country does not equate to a thousand dollars in this country. So, oh, my goodness, what a what a wonderful treat. I hope, I, I mean, I, I just, I get really excited when I hear things well. like this. I hope he was able to enjoy it and just have a good time and that he didn't, you know, feel obligated to, you know, I guess that he didn't have a whole lot of really pressing bills, that there really was something in that but I guess he, dollars he, or $10,000 he could play with. Yeah, but I guess he, you know, he took a really good guy taking him around town and he wanted to make sure he he was well compensated for his, for his trouble that night. Good grief, he must have ordered his dinner and fed it to him a spoon at a time. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. Well, then we're in the wrong business. I know. I know. My goodness. I had, a, I had a customer once that uh, it was a really slow day, and mm -hmm. um, and I had uh, the phone with me. And uh, I had this one guy, he, he wanted me to come inside the, the store and help him pick out a watch for his friend. I said, okay, I guess so. so. I went in, he bought a, like a $600 watch for his friend, 
and then turned around and bought me about a $125 watch. Wow. Well, then we're just hanging out in the wrong places. I guess um, so. We're just hanging out in the wrong places. Well, Gary, we're going to be moving just a little bit more quickly at the beginning of the show. So you can have um, a trivia question now, or you can wait until later. What would you like to do? Let's go ahead and do it now, because... Um, uh, oh, yeah, you're not I feeling well at all. I'm really good. Oh. Yeah. I'm okay, who was... Okay. Who was Nora Charles? Charles? Uh-huh. She was married to Mrs. Mr. Charles, by the way. That's your quill. That's a big clue. Oh, well. I would try and make oh, you I giggle. I Okay, when you hear it later, you're going to recognize it, and you're going to slap yourself upside the head and say, uh-huh, I knew that. All right, let me Is see it what... Is in comedy or drama? Nope, it's in mystery. Sort of. You know, it's, yeah. It's it mystery uh, it, with the, com it, with the comedic lines. Yes, I was just going to say it's, it's um, and comedic is the word I was going to use. It's not, no. not comedic. No. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right, here's, yes. here's your next one. Who was Alice Faye? Oh, Alice Faye, she's, she's a movie star. Right. Good. And in, in old time radio, what was she? Who was she married to? Alice Faye was married to... Oh, good gravy. Oh. Oh, I can't think of his name now. Okay. Okay, we're, we're going to be very forgiving tonight because you don't feel well. Um, okay, who, who referred to his... Son as number one son. Oh, Charlie Chan. Very good. Very good. Okay, you got it. Well, I do know. <laughs> well, well, that's that's fine. One out of three. That's not too bad. Well, I've been getting Walden really well. I know. Walden had one out of three, and he's he's been in this a whole lot longer than we have. Okay, would you like to add something to your CD list? Um. Well, since that question was about Charlie Chan, let's do Charlie Chan. I do have some Charlie Chan, as a matter of fact. Now, these were in serials. Charlie Chan was um, frequently a serial. I right. do have a couple of independent shows, Walton, but does that sound reasonable? Yes, uh -huh. they, I think it's South Africa version. Um, okay. we, have, we have the daily five-minute... 15-minute daily time show. show. Then there were some uh -huh. half-hour shows. So, yeah. And then some of those okay. were South African and some of those were traditional. But you're right. Okay. All right. Well, then I do have a mix. Okay. Um, I, I don't have a huge collection. I'm not sure there's a huge collection no, out not. there. But whatever whatever I have, you may have. Okay. Um, another question here is uh, those uh, five-minute mysteries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is there... You do do we do you have those? Yes, I do. Okay, I'll save that for the for another time. All right. Okay, I'm going to put it in parentheses so we don't forget what you want in the future. Okay. All right. I hope you feel better and happy New Year. You too, and happy New Year. Yeah. I'll call you guys next year. All right. Okay, Gary. I hope you feel better. You really sound like you're feeling punky. 
it's it's just it's all in the throat right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, is your son feeling any better? Oh, sh he's well. Okay. The little pump just he gets sick and then he gets well and then he just gives it all to me and. <laughs> That's part well, of the blessing to having a kid, right? It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. That's right. Okay, we'll I talk to you later, Gary. Best, I have the best 16-year-old in the world. Great. Good job. Except right. he brings home germs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you you feel better, Gary, and thank you right. for calling, and Happy New Year. You too. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. Who, who is one of the original actors to play Charlie Chan in radio? I don't know. Somebody's got... I'm, I'll I know, give it a bigger clue. I know movies. There's a big clue. He later won an Oscar in the movies. That doesn't make a and, for me. And he was, he was uh, Dick Powell's sidekick in a radio series. Um, well... The radio, the radio show I'm taking is Richard Diamond. Yeah. Well, I, I figured that. And but he played Lieutenant... His sidekick was his, was his girlfriend. No, that's true, but this one was... This one... Well, of course. But this one was Lieutenant Levinson. <laughs> oh, you're so good, Patricia. I know it. Hello there. You're on the air. Happy New Year. Well, happy New Year to you, Walden, and Happy New Year to you, Patricia. Thank you, Bob. Happy New Year. It's almost here. I've got one more minute to go. One more minute? One more minute. Uh, well, Your timing right is perfect. Is, you think, is Patricia going to sing? No way. No. Oh. No, I would not inflict that on anyone. You know, that, what song would you sing? Old Lang Syne? That's what I was wondering. Old Lang Syne. I just saw a, a trivia question about that. That originated. Patricia's It's midnight. It's midnight. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody on the East Coast. It just popped over to midnight. Patricia has a new toy. Yes, she does. That's, is, well, it's better than a gun. Oh, that's, a, that's is that one of them whirly gigs that you turn? <laughs> no, it's a little bird. It's um, um, a toucan with the orange bill and a blue whatever, and it's got a little trigger on it. And when you pull the trigger, his mouth chatters up and down and makes that noise. And Walden has, that's either popcorn or fireworks. What is it? <laughs> if my hands hold gig, gig me wiggly, that will give me my Aunt Kel scent. Okay. That's good. Yep. Well, Bob, how are you? How is your weather? How are you feeling? You sound a whole lot better than you've been sounding. I was going to tell you that I think it's, it's 26 degrees below freezing. Below freezing. All right. So that means you're six, you're five degrees, no, you're uh, seven degrees warmer than Gary in Wisconsin. Now, how can that be? If you guys are from the state, same state, how could he, you be seven degrees warmer than he is? I don't well, I'm from the way. same state, and they've probably got snow up north here. He could be farther north. Uh, state. I don't know. We haven't found, I have, I, I don't know yet. I'm kind of down in the southern. You're in the one. You're in the one part of the state. <laughs> you went south for the winter. <laughs> well, I know, the that's a good one, Patricia. Behind me, they had a big fire going, and they were standing out with a fire. 
outside. For New Year's? Yeah. Is it like a bonfire? Yep. No kidding. Oh, that's uh, good. A lot of times when you sit around a campfire, you get sick. But these people were not sitting, they were standing because they were like a a rotisserie because you have to keep turning to warm your backside up and then you warm your front side up. Oh, boy, it's that cold, I'll bet. And I looked and it was 11 above then, so... And then it's dropped down to 6, I think, is what it was. I looked just a little bit ago. Oh, oh, that is awful. These people in Wisconsin are wrapped too tight sometimes. Hmm. Well, I have some customs, year, uh, worldwide customs for New Year's, and on New Year's, the Dutch in the Netherlands build bonfires of old Christmas trees, and that's and set off fireworks, and that's how they ring in the New Year. So these folks are out there burning Christmas trees, I'll bet. No, I think they're burning, they're burning wood. What's the difference? Well, <laughs> the wood is cut and split, you know. And, uh, okay. All right, I'll live with that. You would put your Christmas tree in your in your fireplace. No, you wouldn't put your Christmas tree in your fireplace. No, but you'd put your Yule log in there. If yeah. If, if you're gonna you're gonna burn wood, you you burn wood. You're gonna, t- uh, I don't know. I'll take your word for it. But you do not you do not put Christmas tree wood in your fireplace. You'll be no, out there screaming. If you if you cut all the branches off and everything, and and but you wouldn't have much left to burn. Well, you you you're going to be scraping pitch off the walls of your chimney. Well, yeah. yeah you Are you surprised I know stuff like that? I am so impressive. Well, but if you come from the coal country up there, you must have had but, fireplaces in well, New York, didn't you? Fireplaces. It doesn't mean I'm not stupid. I mean, I wouldn't have to know all the really good stuff, but that's a piece of good information. You don't burn pine, especially soft pine, in your fireplace. Well, you got a bit... Depending upon where you're at in the country is what you have to burn. This is true. If it's a choice between being warm and scraping out pitch and hoping the roof doesn't go on fire, I'll take staying warm. You're right. Uh, and if you're going to burn... I wonder when people stop burning coal. Coal? Yeah, when's the last time they stopped burning coal? Oh, well, I don't know. Quite I mean, a while ago, I think. you know, you hear the whole radio show where Gildas Leo Lee were shoveling coal and things like that. It makes you wonder mm-hmm. how how long we've been without coal and heat. Uh, I'll bet there are places out. I think that went out a long time ago. I think so. But there's still uh, like the university. I think they might burn coal yet for, for heat and stuff. Okay, we've got coal burning stoves still and heating with coal. Anthracite coal. It looks like people are still doing this. Well, I think you'd, you'd, I'd, if, if you wanted to buy some coal, I'd really, well, I'd, like chunk coal, you know, not, not briquettes, but I don't know where you'd go to get it. Well, uh, 40 pound bags. Well, that's that's no good. You don't want to buy it in bags. You want a truck to deliver it to your basement. Okay, furnace. I have to look for a furnace, not a stove. And it's probably like briquettes. All right. It says, according to the New York Times, the title of the article is Burning Coal at Home is Making a Comeback. 
a coal stoker boiler. Um, existing furnace will heat the entire home if you convert it back to coal. So I guess people are seeing the benefits of using coal. Yeah, there are so many. Bob, do you know if burning coal puts out smoke from a chimney or some kind of a vent? Well, yeah, it would put out some kind of a, a, a smoke. It, it would. I know there are a lot of communities that have prohibited burning of anything that will put smoke up in the air. Well, for I example, wonder how, how, I wonder how many people are allowed to burn trash outside. Like oh, burn leaves. Or, oh my gosh, that's that's gone further than the coal. You know, that's gone. If you get out yeah. into the country, mm -hmm. then I think they they might burn some out there trash. But in in town, they don't they don't burn they don't burn trash anymore. Yeah. No, and there are some places, especially in the mountains, where you get valleys where they've even outlawed using fireplaces. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. All right, wood or coal-burning furnace, and it can do, boy, that's a big deal here, 42,000 to 105,000 BTUs. Bob, do you know what that is? What a BTU? Well, that, well, I know what a BTU is, but I don't know how to calculate it in terms of a furnace. Is that a lot for a furnace? I did, but how many did they say? Uh, up to 105,000. Well, yeah, that would I, I would say that would be that would be comparable to a to a, to a furnace. Uh, um, an oil burning furnace, okay. Uh, All right, let's see. Furnace burns wood or coal. Uh, to do heat your entire home or shop. Built to last. This furnace features a firebox of thick steel plating, brick, fire brick lining, and a heavy-duty cast iron fire door with an easy-to-operate handle. So I get you're shoveling coal into this thing. How about that? Heavy-duty cast iron fire door. <laughs> it says infinitely adjustable heat settings. I love the word infinite. <laughs> Isn't that good? You never run out of them. This is good. Infinite is a wonderful word. But you don't get an awful lot of heat. It's uh, just enough to keep. It, it's enough to keep the coals burning, and you don't have to set a new fire in the morning. You just unbank the coals, and everything is red hot. And you throw some extra coal in there, and it and it ignites. You don't All right, this is because it probably cools off at night in the house. Well, generally in the old days, how often would a person have to shovel coal into the furnace throughout the day? Would it be would it be done twice a day or three times? Three times a day, you wanted to keep the the house comfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then after, who had after a while, they got rid of the you know the large chunk coal. Right. And then they it come it was ground up into finer pieces, and they had these stokers that they they they'd fill the, the hopper up, and then that would automatically just there'd be an auger, and it would just feed that into the into the furnace. I gathered from some of the commercials, Walden, you can tell me who, which show had Blue Coal as the advertiser. That was The was Shadow. The that was The, the shadow. shadow. Okay, Blue Coal. 
the guy who owned the blue coal company used to have ads. He would come on and give information about how to make the most out of your coal deliveries and the coal that you were burning. And he talked about adjusting the damper and how to bank the fire properly and making sure that the coals aren't burning too quickly. I mean, it was really a wonderful service. So that's how I knew about setting your damper. If you set the damper open too far, the coal will burn very fast and you'll lose an awful lot of heat. So you're supposed to leave the damper open just enough to let the smoke out and the heat goes through the house and then the coal lasts longer. See how much I listen to these shows? I did good. <laughs> now, they also have <laughs> corn burning furnaces too. Oh, I heard about them. I've never heard about that. Yeah. And they burn, they burn regular well, field corn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they, they put it in and that augers in and, and uh, they, they set it up to where, you know, if you want it hotter, of course, then you run more corn in there. And then they have pellet stoves also that uh, they make, uh, I think it's like sawdust or wood shavings or a byproduct from that. And they <laughs> make that so that they, okay. can, uh, they make these little pellets out. They look like little, like uh, smart pills. Tight pack. On one of the shows, How It's Made, or something, I guess How It's Made, I, I like to watch that show every once in a while, and they did talk about having the sawdust and the wood chips come in and they make briquettes, the, the charcoal briquettes, and then for the really little stuff, they compress them into these pellets that people burn in their stoves. So this is pretty cool. Okay, so for $999, you can get a furnace, a blower, a single blower cold air return filter box. Boy, this sounds complicated. 13 fire bricks. I guess, oh, this is interesting. You probably heat the bricks, and the bricks retain so much heat and keep giving it off. Cast iron, great. Fan control. Four-inch junction box with wiring for blower and fan control. This cheats. They've got an electrical unit up here. Damper control. Cast iron fire door with gasket. Ash pan assembly with gasket and drum roll, please. An instruction manual and assembly manual. This thing does not come off the truck. It says assembly information. <laughs> so don't expect the truck to pull up and you just haul it into the basement and stick it in there. But but that's really interesting. This is one of the more expensive ones too. Now until we move to where we are now and. Uh we lived out in the country, and we had a freestanding wood stove uh -huh. rather than a fireplace when we added on to the house. Okay. I put just a, it was a freestanding stove. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's reheated with that. Wow. For the most part. Well, I, I, I lied about the expense. Here's one for $3,100. For this, they ought to heat your house and your mother-in-law's at the same time. Right. <laughs> I mean, for $3,100, that's a lot of dollars for a furnace. How much would an oil-burning or a gas burn? well, I guess gas-burning, you don't have a furnace, an oil-burning furnace, how much would one of them cost, do you think? If you were going to put in a brand new one? Yes. Like like build a house and then, and then add a furnace? Sure, or replace one, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, you know, I, I would, I would guess in the, I yeah I think we paid when we put a new furnace in a few years ago about twenty five twenty seven hundred. 
So for $3,100, having something that will burn a renewable resource that isn't going to, you know, I mean, really, the $5 a gallon, it's just outrageous. Um, I guess $3,100 is, <laughs> and you've got a checkout. You can add it to your cart and just go directly to checkout. <laughs> eBay, like e- yeah, eBay will deliver it tomorrow through your front door. Yeah, eBay delivers, right. This isn't eBay. I mean, it's a... If you're going to burn wood or, or coal or what, then I think you have to. A lot of these newer homes wouldn't do that because the chimney wouldn't, I don't think, would work. Hey, that can stop. Maybe you can order coal and have it delivered. Maybe you can order online, Patricia. One of Amazon.com might have coal delivery. Well, let me see. Coal for delivery. Coal <laughs> for delivery. This is good. Okay. Well, Bob, do you want a question now or are you going to stay up with us and uh, call back? I'm probably going to stay up, but I might not call back because you never can tell. You might not be able to get back in again. That's you a, didn't answer my, my, my question that I asked earlier. Which was? That you didn't think that you were going to? I, yeah. I, I didn't say I was going to. My gift to everyone for the holiday season is not singing. Do you know where that originated? In Scotland. That's right. Ah, see, you thought I didn't know, right? Bill Bragg, I'd, I'd ring a bell for you. <laughs> If you were Bill Bragg, I'd ask you not to. <laughs> that that thing will break your brain. Oh, my goodness, that thing is loud. So I, I want you to be impressed that I knew about a damper in a furnace and pitch from, binding, from burning pine in your fireplace and that Auld Lang Syne began in Scotland. Now, that's three for three. I think I ought to get a prize for that. I do, too. I'll give her a year. I'll give her a guarantee year shot. A guarantee year long contract to stay with with me on the weekend. Yeah, this this is getting out of hand with all these zeros, you know. Ah, you want it? You I want have it. too many. I, I can't carry all of these to the bank. You you want some, you want something in front of those things, huh? Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Your dad. You kind of sound like your dad. Well, you know the old Miss Western style, you know. Uh, so it's so funny, you know, my dad and my he sounded exactly like my my late uncle, my dad's older brother, they had that slow, deliberate speaking style. My you don't rush my dad. My dad it um he is the first one to he's the last one to show up to a place and he's the last one to leave because he loved talk to everybody and spending his time with them. That's my dad. That's your dad. He's yeah. a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, you'll all be happy to know that you can get coal delivered. <laughs> well, you can. Know you'd order it from. Well, there's a whole. There, we have a whole bunch of companies here, including the. You're, you're in the coal country. Well, you're not in the coal country, but. No, Central Appalachian Coal, Cornwall Coal. I don't know where that is. If I open some of these, burning mm-hmm. coal at home. So there are a lot of companies that still provide coal and make deliveries. I wonder how much it is. And why they deliver in Florida? Why would they do that? Oh, get the heat. Uh, cold deliveries. Yeah. Hmm. There's a big truck pulling up to somebody's house and dumping it in there. Looks like an old cottage type house. That hmm. is way out in the country. Okay, so we need cost of coal, right? Yep. Okay, so you want your question now, Bob? Sure. <laughs> Don't get so excited about this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, that's Snoopy stuff. Do you like? Do you, do you like? 
Oh, he what? dies. Hmm? He does know who no Charles is. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was just going to look back for. Yes. Who? Who? Very good. Oh, now, I thought I thought you were gonna say the actor mama. That's right. Oh gosh, weren't they good together, William Powell and Myrna Loy? Oh my goodness, I just melt when I when I see those movies come up on Kelly. Oh, me too. Me too. They were just so good. Yeah. They make me laugh over and over and over. Those are good. Um, let me see. What would you like? We, we, there's a new book out about uh, the same man. I think maybe that show should get the author on. What do you think, Patricia? I think that would be good. We talked about that, and I do. I have the Thin Man book. I know. I'm just waiting uh, for you to finish it. So whatever you're ready. Oh, okay. All right. I've got so many going at the same time. I All know. right. I will concentrate on that one. No, it doesn't, um, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just throwing food for thought. Did I ask well, I, Mr. I'm sure I sent that to you. Can you can see. you can you can you repeat the opening? For what? Mr. District Attorney. Let's see, Snoopy, Snoopy. Hey, show me my duty if Mr. District oh, oh. Attorney do defend the honor and integrity and right to all privileges. No, and I don't remember the rest. CDs through. Okay, let me see. Mr. District Attorney, let's see. Now, this this will give you at least through the last um, 14 or 16 months. Let me see here. And we've got, boy, that was for Ron in Hawaii. Um, and let me see here. That was Fred, got it. And... Um, that's wrong again. No, it doesn't look like I, I sent it to you. You didn't? It doesn't look like it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means you don't want it? Well, that, you, means, that means... That oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I sent it to you actually back in 2011. So it's in there. It went out with dangerous assignment, and Mr. District Attorney went out at the same time. I, my record keeping is a lot more organized than I am. Please don't get the wrong impression. Well, I, well let me ask you this. The Thin Man, I think, was a crummy radio show, but you might think otherwise. Would you like The Thin Man? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, never mind. And the reason I say that is because I just listened to a Thin Man last night. And I thought the same thing. I thought that's a terrible show. All right, thank you. I, I sometimes I, I put oh the thin man. I have to put the thin man in my awful shows. Now that I'm collecting, I have to do my second file all over again. I gosh, I had about two gigs in there, and um, they they just disappeared. My computer got hungry. I so Luke I do have Luke Slaughter. I'd be happy to do that. Why Why do you guys think the thin man's a terrible radio show? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd have to listen to the thing again, but I just didn't. It, it was 
was just kind of like, uh, oh, I couldn't it, really get any story out of the thing. Right. Exactly. It had silly, loose plots that went virtually nowhere. Nora got conked on the head. She would come to, they would find somebody dead. Everybody was dead behind the sofa. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh... Well, it's how I've Mr. Keen, doesn't it? Oh, no, Mr. Keene at least had a story. It did? Yeah, and these things were, I thought, the acting was, I mean, well, erase that. They could have been doing a fine job. The script was awful, and I think it made everybody look awful. You know who Forgive me if there's anybody out there listening whose family wrote. Well, you know who produced this damn man, don't you, in radio? No. Mm -hmm. Hyman Brown. Well, Hyman, you bombed. <laughs> Everybody is entitled to have a bomb. Everything else he touched was gold, yeah. but somebody passed off brass as gold, and it tarnished. So. I don't know what program it was that I listened to, but maybe I'd have to try another one if I have to. I might not even have to. I think there's only four out there, four, four or six in circulation. That's all of the Thin Man shows. Yeah, I was grateful when I got to the end, so. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, no, I, I think there's a Mr. and Mrs. North with a milkman, but uh. No, yeah, yeah that's possible. I, I'll pass on the milkman. Okay. Well, Bob, you have yourself a wonderful and peaceful New Year, and at least the beginning of your peaceful New Year. And maybe you'll give us a call later. Well, I'll see if I'm still up. I might be up yet. Yeah. I know you're going to be up because we get everybody all worked up and having a good time. I just know it. Uh, but I've got to get I got to get up tomorrow so that I can watch the Rose Parade. Oh, that's right. Oh, good grief. The Rose Parade. That's right. Uh, uh, that, that's separate from the football game, Patricia. Yes, it is. You should watch that, Patricia. I should watch a football game? No, no, no. no the Rose, Rose Parade. Parade. Do I have to get up for it? Well, <laughs> you're going to have to get your eyes open anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think I get it at 10 o'clock. Actually, you were watching it, Patricia, on... Well, you it, would get it at, at 9 o'clock. And if in California, we, our local, the old radio TV station, Junior Archery, ran, they just showed it all day long. They just re-ran it all day long. So. Okay, well, I can deal with that. Used to be the Garden Network, I think. Yep, yep, yep. The Garden Network carried it. I think NBC used to carry it. And but the, the, okay. the, the, the Garden One or whatever, they don't, they, they don't have any commercials or anything. They just, well, they, they, they don't break away from it. You right. See the whole thing. It, it's, it's well worth watching. It's a good parade. Okay. I've been there twice. Have you? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a good parade. It's a, it's, uh, it's a good parade. Okay. Whatever you say. I'll, I'll be up by about... Are you, yeah, you're on Eastern Time, so... I yes. Because uh, I, I normally tape it, and then... And I looked just tonight, and it was, I think, 10 o'clock is when it started. Okay. Well, I should be up by about 7. I'll watch for one of the reruns. Well, you can do that. Well, I don't know. P.M. P.M. I, I will do my homework, and I will search to see if the Rose 
parade is on when I go cruising through the station. It's probably up on YouTube by now. Home Garden Network. Okay. I'll do my homework. Okay. Okay. We'll see if I'm still I'll give you a call. You bet. Okay, Bob. You have a great night. Be nice to you. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay. On Wisconsin. 714-545-2071. Happy New Year to everybody out there. On Wisconsin. Okay. Do you have a Snoopy story? Oh, I have a couple of New Year's Eve stories. My favorite Snoopy... Well, you can... My favorite Snoopy story... I always grew up watching those TV specials as a kid. So I have... And my mom uh, made two uh, plaques. And these were right there. One that shaped to the... One of Snoopy and one of Charlie, but and she would paint those and hang those on the walls. And we kept them oh, even e- every time they break, they kind of so heavy the neck would break. My mom would always glue yeah. it back together. So there, you're on the air. Hello, happy new year. Oh, happy new year! You made it. Yeah, I made it. All right, Charles. Thank God. You for, Patricia forgot somebody else who delivers coal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Santa has to know where to get it. Yeah. Coal for the stockings. I didn't think about uh, that. Coal for the stockings. Sure, I wondered about that, but I didn't want to say anything because nobody associated with our family would warrant coal in his stocking, would he, Walden? Well, my great uncle Walden got coal in his stocking as a little boy. Oh, my uncle did too. I thought that was just the cruelest thing in the whole wide world. What an awful thing to I do to a coal. kid. I had coal before. You did? Yeah, not King Cole. Oh, oh, brother. Oh, Charles. You know, it must be a holiday or something. You're in rare form tonight. Did you call back for your question? Yeah, in case I fall asleep. We're just not going to allow anybody to fall asleep. Let me see what I've got here. I know I've got stuff. Alrighty. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Who was Alice Faye? She was a great actress. Yes. Yes. She was married to Phil Harris. Yes. Yes. They had two children. Yes. Yes. That's all. And what were the children's name? uh, names? Names. <laughs> and the second question, what was the name of the radio show? Phil Harris and Alice Faye show. Oh, good. All right. Nice. All right. Now, that one was the a no-brainer. <laughs> what, who were the kids? I think one of the kids was Janice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, Phil Harris, Alice Faye. Oh, my goodness. And what was Walden. the what their first sponsor? Yeah, that was that was the second. I know. Oh, okay. (laughs) I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh my God. Can we help him with the the kid's name? Well, let me try one more time. Okay. Phil Harris, Alice, say, name the two girls. Alice. That's one. Very good. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Phil? Phil. Phil. Yes. Very good. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Boy, it's going to be a rough year in 2013. I can feel it in my little bones. I know you gave me the hint before. It just went right over my head. I know it. Uh-huh. That's why we did it more than once. Well, then, was it RCA was the first one? That was the third one. That was the third one. The first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. First one was from 1946 and 47, the first two seasons. Uh-huh. And, 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 and it's a shampoo. Oh, 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 my goodness, yes. Uh, it wasn't green. It was... Oh, oh my goodness. It's a shampoo. Oh, it had one of these little cutesy and I wonder, rhymes. Yeah, and I want to see even a shampoo, see, even to tell the distance. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I know it's not. Oh, you have to help me, Walden. What is it? It's Fitch. Fitch Shampoo. Uh-huh. Yes. Fitch Shampoo. Yes. No, Fitch is not around anymore. It's not. Uh, no, that's, that's on my... Disappearing on list? My, um, the stink? Extinct. It, it's ex- it doesn't stink. It's extinct. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> It does not stink. Oh, dear me. Long night ahead. Long night ahead. Okay, was, Charles, what would you I like? Li- I was listening to them shows, and I remembered the two other sponsors. I don't remember the Finch. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, there's, yeah. Not, there's not that many sponsors, fo- not too many floating around with the Fitch. Uh, but, right. I forgot about Fitch. Oh, dear. Okay, Charles, your turn. What would you like? We've got Lux Radio Theater was your last request. Maybe you can go through my catalog. Dimension X? Dimension X? No, I think you got a man called X. Let me let me double check my stuff here. Do, 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 through. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, 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 I did, because I had to go out and find him for you. Called X. I called. Called Dimension X. Um, oh, 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 no, I did not, all right, hold on, do not go away, no, nobody got Dimension X, ever, ever. It's a, yeah, it's a western. It's a western. An, an adult western. It came out, it was like 1958, it was on for a very short run. About, it, it's about a cattle man, a, a cattle owner, and basically driving his cattle and getting involved in all sorts of western stuff. Now, was Jeff Chandler in that one? No. But it was like, like a Jeff Chandler sound alike. Yeah, who was it? It was a gentleman named, I forget his Lou something, and he died very, very young. Another one who died young. Yeah. Gee whiz, Jeff Chandler did too. Mm-hmm. Well, Charles, I have an IOU on your list. Would you like Luke Slaughter? Okay, I never even heard of that. That sounds like a good one. Okay, two birds at one stone. Woohoo! Yep, you did. Boy, I tell you, I keep track of you guys. IOUs on. You can you can call on Saturday, right? Boy, you guys are really racking up CDs this week. Five days in a row. Four days in a row, boy. I can call tomorrow night at midnight since you'll be on. She's no, on vacation. 
No, not until Saturday. We're yeah, finished she, until Saturday. She, I, I'm working with John and Larry for four days. I gotta let Patricia get rest up and get her home with them for the interview on Saturday. Patricia don't want that extra money, I guess. She's rich enough. So. Well, my, no, I, my I, dad I, think I'm over. My dad think I'm overworking Patricia. I've worked her. She's been with me six out of the last eight nights. You know, time to put John away to work. And I'm buckling under the weight of the zeros. I can't that's, afford to work anymore. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a truck to get all these zeros to the bank. <laughs> so, okay, Charles. You've got Dimension X, and for your IOU, you've got Luke Slaughter. Okay. You're a good guy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I just, God just shot off a big cannon over here around me. Oh, Ooh. my. Oh, my. They need little sound makers. Walton has great sound makers, and I do, too. <laughs> he, owns, he owns a funeral home by me, so he does it every year. I was ready for it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? Forgive me, Patricia. It's enough to wake the dead. Yeah. He wants to wake up the customers or something? Well, you know the expression, the, uh, it was loud enough to wake the dead? Yeah. Oh, Patricia. You didn't say that. Well, okay, Charles. Go for it. Be safe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's hope the rest of the family calls. I hope so. They probably all gone to bed. With no. Oh, it can't be. I am. Everybody, everybody else is behind our time. So. That's true. That's right. They've still got time to go. So, okay. I can't believe Walden called his mother and father from the bedroom. I know. Isn't that something? Well, how else would he get them on the phone? But it really does sound peculiar, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like ha- it's that. nothing like having room service this way. I can get called mom I and dad. I was just going to say, yeah. What did you do? You called and had ice delivered yeah. and uh, a cherry coke. Uh huh. Cherry Coke. Yeah. Every family okay, should be Charles. every family should be equipped like that. Yeah. Every family should have a mom like that. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Now we'll order extras. No, she's patented. We can't we can't duplicate her. She couldn't be duplicated anyway. Mm. Special lady. Put your ears on, Charles. We'll be here for a while. Okay. All right, Charles. Okay. No offense if I doze off. That's okay. Well, just don't tell us about it. That's right. Well, that's when Walden should get that bell Bill has and just ring oh, it. Oh, yeah. So right yeah, I think, I think Kim would appreciate to get that bill out of her house. I think she would be oh, all for goodness. that. Oh, my goodness. What yeah. a racket. Yeah. Walden can what? ring it to the ones that are sleeping will just wake up. Clang, clang, clang. If we don't hear, that, if we don't hear that, we're really dead. That's true. It's a loud bill. I've been in the house oh, when yeah. he's on it. Oh. Clears my ears out. That's true. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, Charles. All right. Have yourself a good evening, and we'll be here. So will I. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right. Bye-bye. 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 All right, I'm going to tell you the New Year's Eve story. I have two. Mom and Dad were with me, and they, they didn't mention it. I guess their other experience were more, more interesting. New Year's Eve, Patricia, 1985. Family decided to go to Arizona to the Fiesta Bowl football game. Because it's Nebraska was going to play. And my aunt, Carol, saw they were going to have this big pep rally with a dinner at this hotel mm-hmm. for $30. So we decided to sign up to go, you know, order the tickets in advance. And so we went over there, and, and the band was going to play. And there's going to be food. 
and you know dancing or whatever. So we get there in time. Uh, the Pep Valley band was getting ready to leave. They got on the bus to take off when we got in. So we missed them. And then, uh, and we weren't late or anything. So we went into the ballroom and they played a little music. And they brought out the meal. They brought out these hors d'oeuvres. You know, and so, uh, oh, everybody rushed forward to grab them. Now it's the meal. We didn't get it. We hardly got any of them. There was these little hors d'oeuvres that the hotel bought out for 30 bucks, and now it's the meal. For $30. Well, then I keep saying we're in the wrong business. So, we... Every time I hear something like this, we're in the wrong business. So, we wound up leaving, and New Year's Eve night, at midnight, we were in a drive-in at Jack in the Box. So, that's how we got fed that night. Good old Jack in the Box. They they are faithful, 100%. The other New Year's Eve, it can be, when you go out for dinner on New Year's Eve, it can be a little crowded and a little busy maybe. You agree? Oh, yeah. So we went to Jolly Rogers restaurant, Mom, Dad, and I, to sit down and have a meal. Uh-huh. It was early, like 6 o'clock. I think it was like 45 minutes or an hour later a salad come. Mom decided that we should leave. It was an hour and 45 minutes since we put in an order for dinner and it hadn't shown up yet. Oh, my. Yeah. And so, you wound up in the jack-in-the-box. <laughs> I don't remember where we wound up having dinner that night. but Good old jack-in-the-box. Yeah. You know, I, I think maybe that's a sign. You should just plan on going to the jack-in-the-box. Can you eat inside a jack-in-the-box or is that strictly pickup? I think you can do... I think you can. We got in to order food in jack-in-the-box and I think they do. But I think... Uh, I think the one, the very first one, I remember as a kid to have the drive-in with the... Um, with the uh, intercom system. Uh-huh. So I think so more people... I up one night. And I think there so. was a whole bunch of information about the drive through hamburger places. Mm-hmm. Which one came out on top? Was it Jack in the Box that I, was first? Oh, I think McDonald's was first. Oh, I'll bet you it was a little place out in California. Yep, because McDonald's uh, was from California, out in San Bernardino. But, uh... No, it was a family operation, 1945. This is from my from my brain. First drive-through hamburger. Go ahead, keep talking. I'll find it. So those who I'm I here. those who I remember New Year's Eve now, super Snoopy. Well, yeah, they're talking a really soft spot in my heart. I remember him, of course, of the the TV shows and all the LP records, and looking at the comic strips as a kid and. All the banks and everything you you would get. We my brother was here a couple of years ago. You know he works at uh, the grocery store. He watched it called Pavilion now. I think they had this big old display of a of a Snoopy. Was it probably sitting down? Is at least two feet top, two feet tall. So he would bring that home. We have you know different stuff around here. Yeah, you know, I even got Snoopy in here. So. Uh, let's see, it was called In-N-Out Burger. I think that is it's, the one. Let's it's still, it's still here. It's still in California. The In-N-Out Burger California operation is a leading fast food chain with more than... Uh, founded in 1948. Yep, still here. Non-franchised. 
And I can't find it in here, but I believe that's the one that we found as number one, 1948? Yep. As a drive-thru. It's still here. Yeah. When is it? Oh, it's so cute. It's a family-owned restaurant. You know, uh, hmm? I think the mom is still right. Her son passed away who who had it. And it's still... It's still family-run, yeah. Yeah, still big-time operation. And... Uh, I think they put Bible verses on the on the sacks. For, it's a pretty amazing operation. People drive forever to come get their hamburgers. It is so fresh. I think the clue really for fresh hamburgers are how good are the vegetables that go with it. You know the lettuce. Oh, interesting. And, oh yeah. As, as a as a benchmark. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty cool. McDonald's opened in 1953, so these people had a five year leg ah. up on them. That, probably that's a franchise because I think originally they opened the, the two brothers opened it in 1940, but maybe oh, maybe it's a, a fast food. Nope, I misread. It's still operating the third, let's say third largest. Um, the company began in 1940 as a barbecue restaurant. Oh. 1948, they reorganized their business as a hamburger stand using a production line. Um, franchised and so um, let's see about drive through. You know the great story about McDonald's? You know what the great story is about McDonald's? Mm hmm. You know about the story about, about Ray Kroc? I don't know what a Ray Kroc is. Ray Kroc was the famous owner of McDonald's and uh, he was the one that built it up. Was he was, he was a, he was the guy who was selling the malt machine to put restaurants to make, you know, your malts. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with McDonald's and wanted them to take it and make franchise. And the brothers refused. So I think he wound up buying them out and then he turned it into a franchisee and we have McDonald's all over the place, even on the China Wall. And when he passed away, he wound up on the San Diego baseball team. And... In 74, I think after the first season, he was so upset with the baseball team, he got on the microphone apologizing to the fans. He said, next year is going to be a better year. And then uh, when he passed away, his widow, when she passed away, she gave over a billion dollars to the Salvation Army as you know, infrastructure thing to, to make sure the, uh, they, they would do good things for people. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of hamburgers. I'm sorry. That's a lot of hamburgers to be sold. That's that's a lot of hamburgers. Okay, most standalone McDonald's restaurants over, offer both counter and drive-through service, with indoor and sometimes outdoor outdoor seating. Drive-through, automatic, pay and drive, or McDrive, as it is known in many many countries, is often has separate stations for placing, paying, and you know that's your drive-through. Mm-hmm. Um, and picking up orders. The latter two steps were are frequently combined. It was first introduced in Arizona in 1975. That's much later than I thought. Wow. McDonald's was a standalone. They, they actually had sit down, eat in here, or go in and pick up, but not the drive-through. The drive-through was added in 1975. So these little folks having their family operation in California in 1948. How about that? That's what they did do. Well, you know what I remember, I think, and I don't know when they start, or, uh, and I don't, I don't remember if we ever attended, a car hop, you know, where you would drive in, 
Oh, Happy Days had that. Yeah. yeah. Stay in the car. And the dawn, and they were on roller skates. Right. I don't know when those started, and I think that was still popular into the 50s. Well, it's, um, Happy Days, when was that set? In the 1950s? I think 60s? it was the 50s, huh? 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. And they had car hops then. Yeah. Car hops and curb service. Wikipedia <laughs> first appeared in 1921. Wow. Can you imagine? Wow. Oh, all right, let's see. Uh, waiter or waitress brings two. First car hops appeared in 1921 when automobiles were beginning to be a common sight in Dallas, Texas. Two oh. men, a businessman named J.G. Kirby and a physician, R.W. Jackson, decided to take advantage that many people owned cars and more cars were coming. They realized many of the drivers were too lazy. <laughs> to get out of their cars to eat. They opened a restaurant called The Pig Stand, <laughs> which had, yeah, would you believe this, The Pig Stand, which, I mean, only in Texas, uh -huh. which made, which had male car hops from their inception. The A&W corporate website actually claims to have opened at the first car hop restaurant in 1923, just two years after The Pig Stand initiated car hops. Let me see if we've got Today, anything about, no, it doesn't say anything about today, American graffiti, so I should look for car hops today. Mm -hmm. Boy, do we have esoteric programming or what? Car I hops. Think, I think, Patricia, when we go on a world tour, we need to go find a car hop. Maybe that's where we can have the family reunion. Yeah. Car hop today. Yeah, we have to find a car hop joint. Mm -hmm. Hold mm -hmm. on. we got to find a car hop. Auto sales. I don't think so. <laughs> car hop. Auto loans. Car hop. Auto sales. Car hop. We want car hop restaurant. Today, a closer look at Ruby's Diner drive through where is Ruby's Diner? Guido's drive-thru. Frisco's restaurants. Carhop, definition of Carhop. Drive-in restaurants. Frisco, it looks like there are some restaurants out there that still have Carhop. Wow. Very cool. So we have to, there looks like a lot of them are in California. You've got, we're going to have to come to Walden. Yep. Oh, yay. Yay. Oh, yay. Uh, we, need know, we know Patricia getting a bed at my house. Yeah, your mom said. All right, so I'll mom. I'll mattress. So Where, uh, would you park me next to the refrigerator? Maybe I can yes, sleep in the yes. kitchen. Yes, you could, you could be anywhere yes. you wanted to be. Kitchen. I want to be in the kitchen, kitchen. where food yeah. is. It's pretty small. The oven would be more comfortable for you. That way, okay, you, well, that way you can have TV. Okay. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. And it's accessible to the kitchen? Yes. Right next door. I could crawl in there. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Bathroom's not too far away. So you you're good. I am good to go. And it's, it's well, a, this is it's this a warmer is part of the house. It's the what? A warmer part of the house. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. See if you sleep next to the refrigerator because the motor goes, you got heat coming out of the bottom of the refrigerator. So if you if you're really desperate, you sleep on the floor in front of the refrigerator. <laughs> You think I'm kidding? I know. I sound pretty good. I'm, I'm telling the truth. 
I am telling the truth. We are finishing up December tonight. So this is the last night you can get in the December drawing. Everyone who calls in during the month gets a chance to be in the end of the month drawing that what? Lynn Noyes has been sponsoring for us. Hooray for Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. Good thank you for do, thank you for being the underwriter for the Saturday Night Show yeah. for over three years. He adopted us. I know. What a good guy. Yeah, he's a good adoptive parent. What a good guy. Yeah. We got okay. ten minutes to go. We got ten minutes to go, everybody, until we wish everybody happy New Year's in the uh, central part of the country. Central part of the country, indeedy. So we've got also shows. Oh, I wonder where the central part of the country is located at, by the way. Well, Chicago, for one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, is it considered part of the South or not? I'm not too sure. No, it's considered part of the Central. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's a stripe that runs north to south. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Time zone. It runs north to south, and it's this big stripe north to south. Wait a minute. Can it run east to west, but a little, just a small little way? It's, well, yeah, it's got, it's a stripe. It's a stripe. Honest to goodness, let me see. Stripe. Central time zone. Central time zone. We have to. Hold on. Okay. In the central time zone, mm-hmm. we've got parts of North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, most of Kansas, all of Texas, all of Oklahoma. And we've got Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, parts of Tennessee, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, parts of Wisconsin, Illinois, parts of Indiana, parts of Kentucky. That's a huge I chunk. never knew Alabama and some of those places were considered part of the central part of the country. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, Alabama. When I, I And there's actually a little snippet of the Florida panhandle that's underneath Alabama that's also in the central time zone. So, yeah, when I go visit my yeah. sister, I hop over an hour. So it's Alabama, Ten- you said Tennessee, parts of Tennessee, right? Parts of Tennessee, parts of Kentucky, uh-huh. just a little chip out of Indiana, some chips out of Michigan and Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, the lion's share of Wisconsin, yeah. all of Illinois, all of Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, all of Texas, all of Oklahoma, most of Kansas, more than half of Nebraska, more than half of South Dakota and a substantial chunk of North Dakota. I have to tell you, I didn't know about North Dakota. I thought they were on the mountainside. Well, now, what, I have a good question. Adorable. No, it's a bad question. Adorable. <laughs> yes, lovable. Okay. We have East Coast, Central. Mm-hmm. Right. Mountain. Right. Pacific. Right. Four time zones. Are all of them the equal size, or or, oh, no. some, or geographically some are bigger than the other? Of the four, which one's the biggest? Well, it looks like, GM. My, my guess would be the central would be the biggest, but I don't know. Well, you know, actually, they, they really are pretty much... Um, you, theoretically, it should be the same size. It, it, it pretty much the same size. Yeah. Oh, although you know the lines kind of wiggle. Yeah, I mean, I would think I've always think mountains being somewhat the smallest of the four, but maybe that's my work well, it's got geography. The, it's got, it has 
fewer states, but yeah. the states are big. Like Montana's a big state. Yeah. Wyoming is very spacious. Colorado is a good sized yeah. state. Utah. Arizona. Nevada. Utah. New Mexico. Nevada's, um, Nevada's uh, Pacific. What about New, okay, is New Mexico part of the mountain or central? That's mountain. Okay. I don't think we forgot anybody. Nope, we've got Washington, Oregon, most of Oregon, uh, Oregon, most of Oregon. Somebody has to call. I've been asking for a long time to help me pronounce that correctly. Nevada, California, those are... Pacific, yeah. and a little chunk of Idaho. Otherwise, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah are there, plus a chunk of North Dakota, about half of South Dakota, a, a sizable corner of Nebraska, and just a little sliver of Kansas are in the mountain zone. Nebraska shares two time zones. No kidding. I did not know that. I would yeah, think it would be South Dakota has central. two time zones. North Dakota is in two time zones. Oh, look at this. And a teensy-weensy-itsy-bitsy piece of Texas is in the mountain zone. No kidding. Yep. The okay. far... Next big question is, you know, we got Alaska. It's a different... It's an hour behind California. And uh -huh. Hawaii is... Two hours behind California. Right. What time zone are they called? Alaska, Alaskan time zone and the Hawaiian time zone. I never knew that. I knew that only because I looked last year. Oh, uh, you are so smart. Oh, I have not known it for a very long time, but I did know that. You are yeah. so smart. Talking about that last, last week, that we have all of the time zones. Oh, so many time zones. For Santa, when we were tracking Santa, yeah. I said Alaska is one hour out from mm -hmm. California, mm -hmm. and Hawaii is one hour out from there. So I knew, I knew. I'm so impressed. So those are the states, according to the colors on this map. So how I'm far east is the eastern time zone? I guess Michigan, huh? The farthest, the farthest east is Maine. How about the farthest west? That would be Wisconsin. There's a piece of Wisconsin, northern is there? Okay. Wisconsin. So, and, and you see how wiggly it is, because Alabama is much farther east than Wisconsin, but that's eastern time zone. Alabama, not in eastern time zone. I'm sorry, time. central. Yeah. Central time zone. So it's, it's, a wig, it's a wiggly thing rather than a straight thing. It, it is. It's screwy. It is a screwy, wiggly line. Good grief. I know. Three minutes before know. three minutes before midnight in the uh, Midwest, everybody. Happy New Year. 714-545-2077. Nobody called. Patricia and I just go to bed. What can I say? Nobody cares. Nobody calls. Patricia's going to go grab a snack. Yeah. We'll play a radio show. Yeah, she needs a little bit of a snack. I can play. I can play a Christmas radio show right now. Really? Yeah. What are you going to play? Well, I can play the, the February decorating the Christmas tree one. <gasps> oh, really? I can do that. Oh, the best decorations yep, one? Yeah, I have that queued up. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I've got, I, I really do need just a little snack. Can you talk about the the lineup 
You bet. You go get your stuff. You go get. And I'll be right back. You go get your stuff, and I'll and I'll and I'll vamp for a few minutes. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Here's the lineup. Um, tomorrow, Tuesday, John Roy Gaffney will join me New Year's Day, and we're gonna feature the interview with Kay Kaiser's daughter, Kimberly Kaiser. Wednesday, John Roy or going to be with us and on her birthday, January 2nd, and we're going to feature, uh, what interview are we going to feature? Ah, find out. Hello there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Walden and Patricia. Oh, my gosh, Delano. Sorry, I got, I have one minute. You do? And, and I thought, oh, I can't let them go. No, you Not can't. You, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And your family. Same here. Everybody out there. Well, how was you? How did you? Did you enjoy the weekend with your with your family? Did it all turn out okay? Yes, I certainly did. It was very short, but I'm grateful. And uh, oh no, God, I seems to impress on me today. What wonderful blessings. You know, sure. Just need to appreciate even the tiniest things. I mean, little things mean a lot. In the whole scheme of things. You bet. Wait, less, so. you know. Little so things mean a lot. So we got Happy New Year in the in the Central Zone. It's one o'clock here. And if we tw- oh, oh, I forgot about the time zone. Oh, it's just now twelve. Hooray for Delena! Happy New Year. Our work's in the <laughs> and and uh, uh, July the fourth, uh, my granddaughter was down, and I always get them out. I mean, there's things like the snakes, or where you just put them oh, on yeah. concrete and light them, and they just nothing. Do, do, don't think they'll work after years later, huh? That's what I'm finding out. Those little things you throw down, yeah, will pop when you you can squeeze it with your fingers, and they don't hurt. You oh, know? I remember, yeah. And um, cap guns or caps or whatever you call those things. I mean, and and, and I had some black cat firecrackers here, but. Mm-hmm. Them years ago, and um, the little pop things don't work anymore. We had trouble lighting the sparklers. Uh, you should go. You should take it back and get a refund. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe six years or longer. I thought about taking them up to the fire station, and then it probably arrest me. No. Fire station up there, and I thought, well, that would be the safest way, wouldn't it? That would be the nice thing to do. I need to turn these and myself in. <laughs> and I'm only doing it because. Yeah, you'll just, you'll just, you'll just give me some new fire stuff. Yeah, do you have any <laughs> <laughs> people who are already as old as mine. <laughs> so get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just going to let you go. Well, I, no, I think you need to answer Patricia's great tri- uh, round table question of the night. What's the most memorable New Year's Eve you remember? <laughs> Is that good, huh? That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was 1975, I want to say, around mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. 76, and there was this big New Year's Eve, uh, what would you call it, concert or party at Market Hall, Dallas Market Hall, Uh huh. and uh, and it was a whole fiasco, it was, it was, I can
used to sing a song called Up on a Tight Wire. And he, and he, he had married a very beautiful uh, professional singer, and then they got divorced later on. It doesn't matter. That's not part of the story. I can't think of his name. It drives me nuts. Anyway, and everything went wrong that night. We couldn't even see the stage. We didn't even get to see him. And, uh, and, and, and just different things happened to each one of us. <laughs> it, it, well, not to me personally, but mm-hmm. it was, it was funny. We laughed about it on the way home, like, good Lord. And then come to find out over the years, as I met new people and new, made new friends, if that came up in a conversation at a party, oh, you know, I went to market, oh, the worst, New Year's Eve, I went to market hall, and I said, were you there to see, uh, and I can't think of his name. And they'd go, yeah. Well, what happened to you? And they would tell this funny, funny story. Mm. And then when I met Steve, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Nathan's dad, you know, and and, and uh, we were engaged before I knew that we started talking about uh, oh, things that have happened. And he said, boy, I went to Market Hall on New Year's Eve. And I said, you were there too? <laughs> yeah. And then he tells me a story about he took this girl who was a blind date, and then she's really pretty. And it was really, really freezing cold that night. And I remember that. And he had to park. We had to park way off. So he's, so they walked from way off wherever they parked. It got to market. I got indoors. He turns around to take her coat. And she had morphed, metamorphed, or whatever you call it, uh, uh, into just looked totally different. Her, he just, he says, oh, I said, I just thought, oh, my God. And, and, and he said, I recognize her. He said she was, she had whelps and spots and woolen face and all that. And then she said, oh, I'm allergic to the cold. And it's like, and he said, she <laughs> And then he's talking about the same things I was. And I said, well, the guy I was with got in a fight waiting to get it, waiting in the line to get in the bathroom. Oh, Drunk guy. <laughs> and all these things happen. And you hear these funny, funny stories. They were all funny. Mm-hmm. But everybody I've met that was there that New Year's Eve at Market Hall in the 70s has a very funny story. Nothing tragic. Yeah. They were all funny, ridiculous stories, but they all happened. And we just thought that. And I said, you know, have you met other people that were there? He goes, yeah. He said, I said, something happened to them too. He goes, oh, yeah. But nothing was tragic. They were just funny. Comedy of errors. Yeah, a comedy of, that's right. Comedy of errors type thing. So that's yeah. my New Year's Eve mem- memory. Wow. That's I your memorable New Year's. I wish I could think of his name. Yeah, what should we call it? Uh, Good old what's uh, his name. I got an album <coughs> in the garage, which it shouldn't be in the garage. Sorry, what'd you say to, uh, his, his name is what you call it. He was a good singer. Uh, yeah, good old what's his name. You'll never forget him. <laughs> no, tomorrow I'll go out in the garage and try to find an album. I can't think of his... Sing this song, Up on a Tight Wire. Up on a Tight Wire. Up on a Tight Wire. Well, I'm doing Sometimes such... I Sometimes I... Hold on. Up on a Tight Wire. Well, I probably can't recognize it from my voice. But he was great. Everybody... Look, and, and, he just married this woman, I think her name was Mary something, or 
Marry something and what you call it. They were a good couple. Yeah, I tried me. Is it Leon Russell? Leon Russell? Leon Russell? Leon. 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 Russell. 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 Yes. You remember him, Patricia? No, I looked it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any idea who this guy was or is. But I looked it up. And anybody that was there at Market Dallas Market Hall on New Year's Eve when Leon Rufenstein and the, the the way the whole place was set up was wrong. Nobody could see the stage for some reason or another. You just couldn't see. This was not exactly the event of the century, was it? Yeah. Maybe he wasn't there. It was just his voice, his voice track. How much did people pay for tickets? How much? How much were the tickets, Delaney? You know, the women's bathroom, the men's bathroom. Then my date, Mickey. Mickey got into a fight. Oh dear. He was drinking. His other guy but and I was just not drink. You know, but that wasn't the point. It wasn't. Things happened to everybody. Then we used to laugh about, remember, God, oh, have you met, I'd say, have you met any, the people, we were double dating. My best friend, This is, uh, this is the Texas passed. virgin of Woodstock. Everybody has a story. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't go there. This is the Texas Woodstock. How much Three were the tickets? Wish Texas Woodstock. How much were tickets, Doina? No, it wasn't in Texas. Did you say Texas? Yeah, how much were tickets? No, no, no. I wasn't old enough. My parents would have killed me. They would never have let me do that. But I was into uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But know? how much would the ticket no, for no, the Leon? No, not, not Woodstock. No, no I'm, I'm equating this. Everybody has a story about Woodstock, and everybody has a story about the Leon Russell concert as well. How much were the tickets to the Leon Russell concert? I, I don't know. Um, because uh, uh, Don and Shree, they were married. They were my best friends. And uh, then I went with Mickey, and I think Don and Mickey have bought the tickets, or either Don bought them and then Mickey paid for ours. So I don't know. I have no idea. But everybody we met for years, they'd say, oh, or it'd come up at a party or something, and you'd say, or, or maybe you'd think of it, and you'd think, I wonder, because you'd think, how weird is this situation? That's in mid-70s. You know, Patricia, I don't think... There was a Texas. Oh my goodness! This guy has been rid hard and put away wet, hasn't he? Yes. Gee whiz! I mean, he's he's well. <laughs> they've got a picture of him here. Leon Russell. And yep. What? 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 what got, does it say where? Is he still performing? Is he still alive? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see here. Who was it? He married. Her name was Mary something. Now let me see. Um, uh, I mean, and I know they got divorced. She she had uh, a hit album of her own I, I think her name was Mary she was this beautiful black lady she's just gorgeous and uh, uh, I think then they started then she changed her name to Russell Leon and Mary Russell and but her professional name I don't remember but I always wonder well, why did she go farther it doesn't have the name on her his little bio list here then then they cut one together a double you know a uh, duet album 
Well, he he looks like um, he's he's got pure white hair and a lot of it hanging straight down and a white mustache and a white beard. He's just covered in white and a white cowboy hat. Um, cowboy hat, I believe, yeah. He didn't and he's still, he's still no singing. He like I guess he's still got his voice. Jelena, can you hear me okay tonight? Yeah. Okay. No, it- sometimes it, no, sometimes the, the sound is down for one and up for another, and I'm loud and, and Walden is soft, so I was asking you if we're about equal so tonight. I'm lying, but it's just, how do you explain it, Walden? You know, the trouble I've had with it, because it's not the same as my other landline phone. Uh-huh. It has two handsets, and I used to, I, it took me forever to get used to this. Remember, Walden? Yep. Reception? Yep. And for some reason in this house, my, I, I don't have, all I have is a dinosaur cell phone. The first one ever made, you know. Dinosaur cell phone. That's pretty good. And uh, uh, everybody else has those new things. Yeah. You, know, you put your finger on it and slide it and this and that and the other. But both my sons say, I hate this house. I can't get any reception here. So maybe that's some kind of problem with my phone. No, it's fine. It's fine. We were just talking on top of each other, and I could hear you fine, and I wondered if you could hear hear me. Oh, I thought you were having trouble hearing me. Oh, no, 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 no. I can hear you fine. Oh, here we go. Okay, January 4th, 5th, and 6th, Leon Russell tour dates. Grand Prairie, Texas, New Orleans, and Jackson, Mississippi. Does it say, uh, does it mention his, his the lady that... Uh, one, one? Probably it'd be under <laughs> Wikipedia. Let me see. Bio. I'm looking for Wiki. Yeah, Wiki. Wiki didn't have her. Seventy-five. He did a concert in Texas. Um, let's see. Con- oh no, that was a concert. That was New York City. Um, okay, so we need Leon Russell Bio. Yeah, Wiki doesn't have anything about that, doesn't have a wife or kids, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, bio, Leon Russell, biography. Well, maybe the best way to do it, who was Leon Russell married to? It'd probably be the easy way to find yeah. it. Yeah, I'll just put wife in there. Um, it says July 1976, Leon Russell, re- and this is a, a chronological profile. Uh, the, he releases the wedding album, the first of two albums oh, he made. The, with, I had the wedding album. That's the one I have or had. Yeah. I it was the that. first of two albums he made with his wife, Mary Russell. I didn't give her but that. that's the only mention on that profile. And you know what? They've got a picture of him, and it probably is from, I would say, probably his middle to late 30s. He was a handsome man. Middle to, oh. Well, did they have a picture of her? I mean, like, the, no. the cover um, on the wedding album, was it them together? No, they just had a picture of him, and, and this is the Rock Hall of Fame. Let me see what this I is. Mean, I mean, the, the picture of the wedding album cover or something like that? Or no, I said the only picture that they had well, was the this picture, picture of him. So let me see what else I can come up with here. Yeah, she was... I was thinking she was something before she married him. I think. I hadn't heard of her before she married him, but she had a beautiful voice. Huh. Well, I'm not doing too well here, am I? 
smile and wife. It's a real and weird way of singing, but everybody loved it. You know, I'm Sometimes. Somebody I'm like that gets a cult following almost. Yeah, he did. Mm. But we didn't even see him. We didn't even see him. We you did not. And, and acoustics were, were very poor. Sound quality was very poor. Concert back there probably between nine and twelve dollars a ticket. Who knows? Yeah. You know. Probably high for us, but I mean, you know. Yeah. Mary McCreary. He married Mary McCreary. Okay, I guess I didn't know her as her because that doesn't ring a bell. And so it, I they I identify her as a singer. Maybe I didn't hear of her before then. They identify her as a singer, so you were right on track there. Well, McCreary didn't. So I guess I didn't. I guess I hadn't heard of her. I, I, my memory thought I had. <laughs> and I'm still looking for pictures, but still no pictures of her. Hmm. She was really pretty. Very pretty. Marilyn Mary. In June of 1975, Russell married singer Mary McCreary. The following year, the couple collaborated on the wedding album issued through his newly formed Paradise Records. Also in 1976, the Russell penned This Masquerade earned a Grammy Award for singer George Benson. He and McCrary reunited. It doesn't say they split up. Well, maybe well, in, 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 in an artistic sense. He and McCrary reunited in, in, for 1977, yeah, Make Love to the Music, and upon completing the solo Americana, Russell teamed with Willie Nelson for the 1979 Willie and Leon. Wow, I wish I had that. Boy, with, with the, <clears throat> Leon's style of singing, I, I well, looks, can see that that would be, wow. That would it looks like it covers really a whole, whole bunch of areas. He does um, bluegrass and country and, my goodness. Is he still performing? The, yeah, yeah. I I mentioned um, earlier he's got three dates listed here for January. Oh, that's uh, one in yeah. yeah, one in Grand Prairie, Texas. One in well, New Orleans. Nokia, uh, that's where the um, they built uh, 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 a racetrack. It's right. It's 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 north north Grand Prairie because it's just down Beltline Road from uh, oh maybe two miles or, or less from uh, the city limits of Irving. And uh, I've never been there. I've just, you know, seen the racetrack from the mm. road, but that's where the Nokia, whatever they call it, uh, does it say it's a Nokia thing or just says Grand Prairie? Uh, just Grand, oh, just Grand Prairie. I didn't, I didn't open yeah. any of these. How far away are you from I Grand Prairie? Grand Prairie for crying out loud. Grand Prairie. <laughs> How far away from you are Grand, uh, are you from Grand Prairie? Oh, to drive How there, far uh, away from you are? <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? About 12 miles. No. 12 miles. Okay, so you could go see him. Yeah. Marty wouldn't go. It's in less than a week. Marty's been gone for how long, Wallen? Less than 19, I mean 2003. Mm-hmm. Eh, about 10 years. He lives with his mother. But he, he, won't, go, he won't go anywhere. I ask him to take me to the fair. No. I've got dinner. No. <laughs> what? Because I don't want to. <laughs> so? You go by yourself. No, it's weird. Weird, very dysfunctional. 
Let's see here. Ticketmaster. Okay, he will be in Grand Prairie on the 4th, January 4th, which is this coming Friday. Mm -hmm. I know who would go with me, Susie. Mm -hmm. My friend. Well, you've you got to grab yourself. All right, let me see. Last all the time. She lost her son. Um, I may have lied. Uh, about four years ago. He was uh, a little younger than uh, Nathan. And I don't know how old he was. 18, I think. 19. He died from... Uh, from uh, uh, drugs, it was uh, Oxycontin or something. Mm. She she went into the living room and said, uh, "Do you want to go to the fireworks display or not?" And then she looked at him and tell could tell something was wrong, and he was gone, just laying there. He had laid down to take a nap or something, and she was. Uh, I mean, I went right over there. She, she was uh, just out of her mind. I mean, I don't mean real, just with grief is what I mean for about two years. And her sisters, her family, and I, we all 